Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. Welcome to December. Only two more episodes after this one before the unpaid staff and I take a couple of weeks off around the holidays. So what do we have in store for you in the meantime? Well, today we're joined by Cole James Siege Anderson and Eddie Unruh from Late Night Boomin'. The behind-the-scenes work that they do, huge part of making that show a success. Then Mighty Course and Art players will be busy on stage December 9th through the 11th as five short plays are presented in one production. Matt Wallach and Elise Kellogg give us the details. Plus, we'll tell you who gets this week's honorable mention, as well as draw for another winner of pizza with a podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Oh, I don't think there's going to be a party. I, I talked to her earlier this week. But she does have a birthday today, so lift up the mug, the cocktail glass, the wine, uh, you know, whatever they call a wine goblet or glass or whatever, and uh, champagne flutes, your coffee cup, the glass of milk, the tumbler, whatever you have, and toast it to Emily Wilson. Today is her birthday. I won't give a number. Let's just say that it ends in zero. She is an amazing actor on stage, phenomenally funny in improv falls. She also is on the board of directors for Mighty Course and Art Players, as well as Snow Jam Comedy Festival. So, weekend eve toast to an absolutely wonderful person, Emily Wilson. Happy birthday. It's time to pick a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram automatically entered to win a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. We draw a winner each week. This week, we say congratulations to Pat Hardigan. We'll be in touch with you, Pat, get you all set up with some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with a Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, sunnyspizzeria.com. Honorable Mention. Oh, the Honorable Mention goes to something that's taking place tonight. Honorable Mention 
to the Midtown Coffee Radio Hour. Producers Nick and Tina Jackson have their Home for the Hooga Days show at Augustana University in the back alley of the Morrison Commons. Show is filled with great music and fun and frivolity. Doors open at 7. The show starting at 7.30. They have a great lineup of musicians that are involved. It's amazing. Get there. Later in the show, director Matt Wallach and actor Elise Kellogg from MCAP join us to talk about their upcoming shows. Up next from Late Night Boomin', it's Siege Anderson and Eddie Unruh on the Dave Holly Hour. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Excel Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exocairos.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Excel Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Support the Dave Holly Hour in a very easy way. Buy Dave a cup of coffee by clicking the cup in the lower left corner of www.davehollyhour.com. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, I might as well say it so you can just say it along with me out there in Internet land, streaming land, whatever you might be using. It's always a pleasure to talk. Sue Empire Arts and Entertainment. And it's going to be a lot of fun uh, this time around because you've heard Jack Unruh on this show before a couple of times. You've heard the supposed producer Mitchell Olson on this show before. <laughs> you've heard the co-host Zach Dresch on this show several times. But now we're going to get the truth about how late night booming actually works because we've got the guys behind the cameras holding the microphones and everything else. C.J. Anderson Eddie Unruh, how are you guys? Good, how Doing are fantastic. you? fantastic. Excellent. I am awesome. so happy to have the two of you here so we can Great really get here. down to what's, you know, what's true. Exposing yeah. the dark secrets. Yes, yes. So this is going to be like a 48 hours type right. of uh, show today. We're exposing Jack. <laughs> there won't be another yeah. show after this. Exposing Jack. <laughs> yeah. Woo, yeah. Boy, there's, a, there's some social media for you right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> and we should mention that Jack is here. Along with a couple of cameras, too. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. I mean, what else could you possibly use cameras for besides when you're on a show or you're filming the show or you're in a parade? Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Did you guys have fun at the... Uh, the Parade of Lights? That was an absolute blast. I mean, I, I had a ton of fun. It looked like it was just a, a great time, you know, from what I could uh, see, you know, on, on TV and so forth. Uh, there's that one guy that, you know, some people confuse me for him a little bit. Uh, <laughs> there's this uh, character that you guys have that shows yeah, You up. do. I mean, that you is, look a little bit like him. That yeah. glasses he glasses are different. And but. he truly is the producer of the show, right? Right. Uh, Mr. He's Mr. Real Potter. Producer, That's yes. right. Yeah, so. he's the real one, not, yeah. uh, not Mitchell. I can do a pretty good impression <laughs> of Mr. Potter, but, but if he oh, was here, he wouldn't. He wouldn't like it. Well, you want to hear it though? Yeah, I do. He, he goes. He sounds like this. 
well, we don't have the budget for that, so I don't think we can do that. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. I think you're pretty yeah, well on there. Yeah. Do you have you, one too, you, Eddie? You should try yours. I've I, you, I, you, you want me to try I think it? Yours uh, imitation of honor? Yeah. Okay, what was the line? We don't have the budget? We don't have the budget. Yeah. Okay. We don't have the budget, so I don't think we could do it. Yeah, Uncanny. but that's 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 it's a little uh, it's a little weird how how much you sound really like uncanny yeah. resemblance. Yeah. Incredible. Well, we will have to uh, find out more. And and I understand there there might be a chance to see that then because uh, Jack told me reason that uh, we're having well I'm having you guys on at the bequest of my wife. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My love said, you know who'd be really fun to have on the show, Siege <laughs> and Eddie. You know what? I think she has really good taste. She does. <laughs> she does, no doubt about that. So then Jack comes along and, you know, brings the uh, cameras and says, hey, can we, you know, uh, film some of this yeah. so we can put it in the next episode? So if I'm on the episode and Potter's on the episode, too, boy, that's going to be interesting. It's gonna, how's that going to work? Well, thankfully, you know, we got to separate the we got to separate the personalities, <laughs> yeah, right? right. <laughs> like split, right? It's the two separate entities. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> or at least two separate paychecks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. There's According no to pay- Potter, yeah. there is no paychecks. <laughs> paychecks. There's no budget. <laughs> All right, but it is one incredibly great show yes. to uh, take in, and we hope that everybody on December fifteenth will be at the Washington yes. Pavilion so that they can see a live uh, filming of it. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, that's that's one of the things we're going to talk about is the importance that you guys have in making that show run. The production. The production yeah. of it and so forth. Because, you know, there was a time uh, I got to be backstage. Uh, let's see. I, I think the first time you guys were uh, filming in the Pavilion, wasn't it? In the Belvis. Uh, and uh, baseball great uh, Al Newman was there. And yep. so forth. Super, yep. super guy. But... One of the things that impressed me, you know, because I'm, I've been in the media before, and uh, I also have uh, what is referred to as gas, <laughs> gear, <laughs> gear acquisition syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I'm always looking, and it's like, oh, boy, look at the lights on that. What but, are they filming with? But yeah. you know what it was that really impressed me? I saw the Matrix, the whole layout on clipboard. Oh, yeah. For all the cues and so forth. It's like, okay. We're not just talking about a bunch of guys that said, hey, let's put together a little talk show here and, and have fun in Sioux Falls. No. I mean, this thing is is full-blown. It's properly this written. Is, yes. And, and the whole production is thought through very thoroughly. Yeah. Um, I I don't... I wouldn't consider myself a writer, though I do help with some of the writing, but mm-hmm. I only attend the writing meetings because sometimes they come up with ideas and I have to shoot them down because... True. We can't technically execute. Yeah, Siege is very technical. Yeah, Yeah, so you're one of those that probably when they're talking about it and you mentioned, you know, shooting them down, but also say, okay, but if we do that, we also have to. Right. You know, here's here's a consequence to to what you're looking for. And sometimes things are actually easier than we think that they might be, which that that's another that's another really good thing. Uh, I think we've gotten very lucky. Some of this stuff has been surprisingly easier to produce than we originally thought it would right. be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, uh, CJ, let, let's talk about, uh, first of all, you know, the name. Yes. Uh, what do you prefer? Do you so, prefer CJ or do you prefer Cole? So I, I go by a few things, right? Yeah. So the full name is Cole James Anderson. Right. I don't like going by Cole Anderson because in the Sioux Falls area, there's probably like 
five or six. I met okay. two Cole Andersons on one night. In, in a single night. In a single <laughs> night. There was three Cole Andersons in the same The trifecta. Room. The trifecta. That's right. <laughs> and we didn't, I didn't know them at all, but apparently they all lived in town. So to separate myself from all of them, I go by Cole James Anderson. Uh, and to, to, to explain how I got the uh, Siege nickname, a very long time ago, I had a YouTube channel called CJA Studios. And slowly over time, Jack kind of shortened it to CJA and then just Siege because CJ never really worked for me. Like, I don't know if it fits so you, for me quite well. Do you well. prefer Siege? Siege or Cole or yeah. Cole James Anderson. Okay. Yeah. But not the CJ. Not the CJ. Okay. Siege. My bad. So yeah. Siege. Siege. Well, we'll just, All good. I'll let we'll, it pass. we'll go with it. I'll we'll, let it slide. Go, we'll go with it then. Yeah. We gotta ban that word from existence. <laughs> and uh, your primary responsibilities I'm are the, behind the camera. That's but right. What what all uh, does your part of the production entail? I'm I'm the technical director, so I try to manage all of the you know uh, figuring out what kind of gear we need to use, how many people we need to run cameras. Uh, I, I also figure out all of the camera stuff, where the camera needs to be, who it needs to be on, um, helping with the audio stuff. The audio guys kind of have a mind of their own, but, you know, I got to help wrangle them in there. Um, <laughs> I'm sure as an audio guy, you know all yes. too well that audio guys, they like to keep to himself. My, I mean, my father is an audio engineer. Yes, he is. I know in fact, all uh, too well how I, uh, introverted audio I, people I just, can be. Uh, I just uh, met him recently. That's right. Um, in fact, uh, how I met him is I, I saw Potter. Uh, in a pickup that's producing right. that's your right. guys he was potter jr and he was pj potter jr PJ. yeah cj and pj so can we call him peach peach well, well, yeah he's he's automatically peach <laughs> he's if you siege now. yeah yeah well you and, you and him actually you and him, you and my father share the same first name too yes we do that's right yeah and Dave uh, Dave. So, exactly the and daves. uh the daves the daves have it uh and um because so he was telling me, you know, that basically the audio equipment that you had that night was his. So I want to know some that, of it. Some of some it. of it. Okay, but actually, the most important part of equipment, most important part of audio equipment uh, that we used that night was mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I will take credit for that. All right. So what made you decide? I want to do the camera stuff. I want to do the video, not just the audio. You know. I I think just since I was a kid, I've always had this knack for like wanting to make stuff. And I'm sure Jack and Eddie would say the same. We just, you know, we got like our parents got us like a little tiny camera and we just started shooting stuff on our own. And even though we've always had this, uh, this kind of idea of, of wanting to like make films and be a director, we're always in the pits with everybody else. Cause I like to do, I, I I've, I've said my whole life, no matter what job I'm doing, I mean, I, the dream is to write and direct movies, but I don't care if I'm the boom operator on set. I don't care if I'm a PA. I just love the art of making films. Uh, and I've just kind of, I've always been super passionate about filmmaking. I, I just stick me in a role. I'll kill it. And especially right now, it's like, it's very much, there's no job we won't do. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? Nothing is beneath Well, us. in fact, that's one thing that your dad told me. He says, because uh, we were talking about the success of Late Night Boom. And he says, yeah, he says, I hope this becomes the springboard so they can move on to their dreams yeah. of making a film. That's what we're hoping to. Yeah. And, and I think we're I think we're on the way. I uh, well, you know what? Uh, you know, there've been a lot of movies made about talk shows. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that you got to start there for sure. 
That's yeah. actually a pretty good idea. Jack, start taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny, I remember the first time I met Jack and Jack uh, asking after I interviewed him, um, you know, well, would you ever consider being in a short film? Hmm. And I believe I said, yeah. <laughs> so who knows maybe he's already got some notes scribbled down oh yeah absolutely we'll yeah. get you in some stuff we, I'm have, writing... we have a full feature length film written <laughs> with you as the main guy <laughs> the documentary of dave holly That's right. <laughs> showing now on channel 522 <laughs> <laughs> eddie how did you get involved in all this multimedia stuff so basically you know it comes down to me being his brother. <laughs> that's the truth. That's, that's the truth. One of the ways I got wrangled. But yeah, I mean, kind of the same same startup story as Siege. We had a camera, mm -hmm. a family camera that our mom would use when we go on trips and whatnot. And we took it and we started making videos with Legos. And that kind of I didn't know Legos made a camera. But yeah. uh, hang on. We got to have a rim shot for that, don't we? Yeah. Ha -ha. Nice. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> That led into us being in front of the camera and making like little action videos. And then we started just throwing out so much YouTube videos that were just not good. But I mean, we were kids, we were having fun. We were having fun. Right? You we, were know, having we, were, fun. we were learning. And so then, yeah, we joined up with Siege because he was one of the only other people kind of in the T area that I was, was our age I that was, was actually, doing this sort of thing. I was begging to be in their YouTube videos because we were like the only two YouTubers in Yeah, tea. we were the only two out like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they were actually like making like proper, I mean, I couldn't call them short films, but they were, you know, going out of their way to make like long narrative like videos for mm -hmm. the YouTube, like uh, Spy Nerf or, you know, like Nerf Blasters, right. like Nerf Guns and stuff. They made like a whole series of like, like a couple of kids being spies with Nerf Guns running yeah, around it was, shooting each other. It was a fun time. Staple, staple of my childhood for sure. For sure, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing based off of the ages uh, that you are, because you know my original desire was to be a photographer. Really? Uh, yeah, and uh, was heavy into it. Had my own dark room uh, cool. when I was 15. Really? Uh, wow, 15? Uh, yeah, and then at the 16, um, voice started to change a little bit, and I was talking on the phone with a friend, and he says, "Who is this?" I said, "Well, it's Dave." He says. Gosh, you got a great voice. You ever <laughs> thought about radio? And so then things kind of changed. But, you know, so I had an old true 35 millimeter, uh, you know, single lens reflex. Well, had a couple of them and so forth. Uh, you know, because <laughs> remember. That was gas. Yeah. Gas, yep, yep. gear acquisition right. syndrome. Uh, but uh, anyway, and then I tried video for a little bit. But, you know, video, when I first tried it, guess what it was? It was actual motion picture film, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. And Which then eventually, more difficult, I'm sure. you know, thought about, uh, you know, going to a, a video like a VHS and so forth. And I had to go through that in college then. Right. And I decided that was a lot of gear to lug around. But you guys, I'm, I'm guessing, started even automatically in digital? Yeah, that's right. We were lucky enough that, I mean, technically my first camera wasn't like, like a proper like digital i mean my first mobile camera was like a mobile camcorder mm -hmm. but the first thing i started making stuff on was like a webcam on like my family's home computer oh, got but it. everything i have ever yeah. shot on has been digital yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's been that was revolutionary for so True. many people and it's made it well i mean it's so crazy accessible. now because they're making full movies with iphones you know? yeah it's, yeah it's crazy it's that you can shoot how that high quality on something that can fit in your pocket in a matter of 20 years ago, that was right. unthinkable. 
And the processing time too. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. Back then, if you wanted to, if you wanted to get that in post, you had to watch it and record it at the same time. Yeah, not anymore. I'm, I'm very, I'm. Some people say. Uh, that they wish that they were born in like a different gender. I'm perfectly fine. You're, with you're good, I you're good here. I, I like you're it here. here. I like it here. All right. <laughs> Eddie, uh, besides, you know, being a, a brother, uh, right. you know, what uh, what did you feel that you could bring to the show? So, um, you know, being able to watch Jack as he does this process, the entire thing, it's really nice because I'm able to be in on the ground floor of the whole operation. So that kind of that that really helped kind of well round me for mm-hmm. each show and whatnot. And so what I really saw my role being is when it, when Jack is dealing with these big picture things, then I, I'm able to come in and, you know, kind of have, have everyone get on the same page and stuff just because, you know, I'm there to, you know, learn all this stuff and help them come up with these ideas and whatnot. And so then when it gets to show day, kind of my main thing is I'm like a glorified stagehand. I would say. Well, you're a stage director. Stage, stage director, director. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, what? it's really cool because um, I'm able to uh, direct kind of how, how the stage moves in and out. And, you know, I'm kind of the guy that sends out the guests when they're supposed to go out and whatnot. So I, that's a really cool part of the job. Yeah. Yeah. What's been the most fun for you guys so far? Honestly, I think the most fun, uh, it's, it's always been the filming. The filming has always been the highlight, uh, whether it's at the pavilion the night of the show or we're doing like a pre-recorded segment. Even when we have written stuff, when we're out there shooting, without failure every single time, the improv just like comes out of everybody. And it's just like it lifts me with so much joy. Like I could be having the worst day ever. But if we have a shoot schedule, I know for a fact that like I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna be happy because especially we, when you have Jack and Z, I mean, they're always cracking Zach jokes. Is, like you can't, Zach is one of Sioux Falls' best comedians. You know, you can't so have a silent moment. Yeah, they're yeah. always they're always like slinging back and forth. It's great. <laughs> I love it too. And then like and whenever there's physical gags, they always throw themselves into it like so much. <laughs> I love it so much. Like physical comedy, I think is one of Jack's uh, like favorite types of he, he should be a stooge yeah yeah stooge. he's an honorary stooge he's, he's and, the fourth and, stooge and the long lost one and then dresh himself is i mean just look at him he's funny <laughs> 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 and he he embraces it like you can't believe yeah, he it's really awesome does, yeah. yeah it's inspiring so it's uh, so much fun uh, to to be around that show watch things uh, happen and so forth um what do you think is gonna happen the rest of the way i mean because uh, you're getting ready to shoot the final episodes right Right. Uh, for season one. I don't know. I mean, you're you're farther on the ground floor than I'm. You're related to the host. I mean, well, I don't know how much I'm able to say exactly. But um, I will say this. Uh, our finale, we are hoping to have this one be the biggest one yet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got Sean Covell. For those of you who don't know, he's the writer and producer of Napoleon Dynamite. That's going to mm-hmm. be awesome. It's going to be yeah, a great it's gonna show. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, we've also got, uh, I mean, obviously we just did the parade of lights and that's going to be a segment in one of the upcoming, Mm -hmm. uh, final where your friend, Mr. Potter was true. That's right. Yes. And that was a ton of fun too. That, that was maybe 
yeah, five that was a days great night. Prep. It was a ton of fun. And we spent the, a lot of time together. Uh, kind of a funny story about it is, so they had a bunch of different awards for the floats, and the one award we thought that we could get was the Mayor's Choice Award. That's the one we were going for. We were like, "There's no way we're winning the Lights Award or like all these other crazy yep. ones." Yep. So what we decided to do is Jack came up with a jingle to sing to the mayor as we're driving past. Do you want to sing it? Should we sing Should it? Should we sing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Would you like okay. to hear it? Yes, I would. Love okay. to hear All right. it. Can I get a countdown? Three, two, one. Jingle Paul, jingle Paul, jingle Paul the way. Oh, what fun it is to win the Mayor's Choice Parade. Oh, love it. Yeah. So did we win? <laughs> the mayor's name is Paul, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. So did we win? Did we win? We, we didn't win. Oh. How much money did you give him? <laughs> well, we only had our $4 budget. in our budget, so not oh, enough, clearly. Zach wouldn't have bought that samurai sword. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I heard about that. That he bought like. <laughs> Five hundred dollar budget. And he spent four ninety six. What is that about? Hey, you guys can wow. hear all about it though on the next episode of Late Night Boom. That's right, guys. Yeah, yeah. we look forward to that. Uh, so again, the December fifteenth at the Belvish Theater, the Washington Pavilion, seven o'clock. It's a free show. That's right. And you know the great thing about it is it's a, a show you can take your your kids to. You can take your kids yeah. to. It's family friendly, uh, which is something we pride ourselves on, um, because. We want anybody to be able to watch the show. We want anybody to be able to enter and enjoy it for any reason. Uh, Something that Jack has always said about the show is he doesn't want you to watch the show because of the guests. He wants you to watch the show because you like the show. And I think think with the band and the host, I think we've got it on lock. Yeah. I think we do. What's been the, the best thing you've captured on film? Because I've got my vote for it. Um, there's this moment in the, uh, upcoming episode, which actually it, this, this segment that we're filming here right now will be at the end of this episode, Okay, but there's a moment where, um, the two mascots are fighting and Oswald gets, uh, tackled by peep, if I'm correct. Oh, and from the Canaries. Just, yeah, and it's out, and it happens in the middle of the baseball field. It was one of the funniest things we've ever done because there's like no, like no one's talking. They're mascots; they don't talk, and they're just like, they're just like jiggling their bodies around. Like, it's just <laughs> so funny, and they're just like rubbing it in each other's faces, like as if as if mascots have this, right? Like, un- as if they're feral cats. This right. unspoken <laughs> like rule of just hatred between right. each other. I just love it so much. It was, it's. It's truly one of the funniest things I think we have ever filmed. And, you know, if we're sticking with this episode, um, I would say there's another scene where we get this big old budget. And what we do is we spend it all at a Dave and Buster's. And, um, <laughs> and so what we did for that scene is we had the whole writing team dress up in tuxedos. And yep. um, we had Becca dress up in a gown. And it was just a blast. We all went out there and we just we took Monopoly money and we were like throwing it around. <laughs> And so we shot like a really cool montage. And that was one of my favorite moments, actually, of the entire late night booming process so far, because it was a really it just shows kind of the whole writing team coming together. Yeah. And yeah. I think it captures really well how much fun we do have behind the scenes. So that's why it was probably one of my favorite of things that we have filmed so far. Otherwise, I'm going to have to say from the first episode, the bread catch was one of the best. You got it. We've yeah. Ever that, yeah. That's television. my vote. Yeah. Chuck that was, Case from the 
Chuck Case and the Late Night Boomers. Boomers. Yep. <sighs> well, that wasn't planned though, so I couldn't say you can't. You can't. No one can technically take credit for that, <laughs> except no, for Chuck. Just, just except for Chuck. <laughs> Chuck is the only one who can take credit for that. Who was? Who had the camera that caught that? Pinnacle. 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 Not me. Man. Not me. I can't take credit for that one. But I tell you what, our brothers in Pinnacle, they they killed it and they helped us yeah, get to the level that we're yeah. at now. That's and, awesome. you know, they're the ones who won the Mayor's Choice float, too. Son of a gun! <laughs> how, did, no. how did that happen from that 3,000-foot tower of right. a TV that they had? With the flamethrower on yes. the front of it, you know? <sighs> Come on, goodness. guys. They should have gotten dead last. <laughs> I bet their budget was more than 500. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they had a budget. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so, uh, CJ, tell us. Uh, Siege. Good, good. You I got it. Just, you got see, it. I, I heard Siege all the time, and I thought, okay, you know, he's Siege. But, you know, I was almost thinking it was CG. That's what I kept wanting to oh. say, you know, CG. CGI, like, he's CGI. all fake. Yeah. Oh, um, no. No. I just start fading away, yeah. like, back to the future. Like. <laughs> Spy Kids 3. <laughs> uh, so, Siege. Yes. All right. Uh, besides this, what do you do? Oh, well, shoot, I do a lot of stuff. Well... Coincidentally, I also have a podcast. It's called the Small Filmmakers Talk Podcast. Um, we are we're trying to start dropping episodes a bit more often. But anyways, we I mean we we do essentially right. the same thing that yeah. we do here. We just get some filmmakers and some people who are interested in film and the arts, and we try to talk about relevant topics. Other than that, I like to write and direct short films. You know, the goal is to eventually do that stuff full time, but. Mm -hmm. But like my father said, I think this is a good spring pad. Not a lot yeah. of people have a TV show, which I think very is true. very unique. Something I can add to the resume looks, makes us look really good. No yeah. doubt about that. Eddie, and, you're in school right now, aren't right? you? Yes, yeah. I am, I'm a student at USF right now. Mm -hmm. um, and then besides that, um, I'm big into golf. So oh, that's big golfer. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of my favorite thing. Hey, you write a lot too. And then yeah, I'm also a writer. So. You, he wrote a he wrote a feature film for or no, that's not true. You wrote a, a book, a book, <laughs> I a did novel. Yep, for, for my your, senior uh, for project senior for high project. school, we had to come up with something to graduate, like a whole presentation. And so I decided to write like a a story. It's a cowboy novel, like a western, an old western. But it's a full novel. Yep. So that's it was, pretty, it was yeah. a fun time though. It was yeah. super fun, yeah. Okay, now what is it on determining a novel? Uh, is it total number of words or is it uh, you know, pages? I'm not entirely sure, honestly. Yeah. I always thought novel was just more of like a formal way to call a book a book. <laughs> 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 then you find out there's novella. Yeah, or, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sure there's all sorts of different uh, determinations yeah. and whatnot, but. Maybe I'll stick with calling it a book. A book, nonetheless. But it's, it's you're going to get it printed, too, right? So there will be a physical that, copy of it. Before Late Night Boomin came and turned my life upside down, that was the plan. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so is, is this something that... Do you have any aspirations for screenwriting as well? Absolutely, yes. Okay. So um, we, we might be seeing this uh, cowboy... Uh, on screen you know maybe it's called maybe. leo rooney leo rooney that's the right. mistaken outlaw that's right the, the, the title of it <laughs> yeah it, it's it's corny fun you know but it's good it's good and i do think it is it's one of those things that uh could be very easily adapted to a film so 
Keep your eyes out. And yeah. we'll have Dave open. Holly as the star. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Leo Rooney himself. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but um, other than that, you know, I spend a lot of my time helping with Lane Boomin. And I, yeah. love, I love every second of it. I'm thankful for everyone that we have on set all the time. It's a great... And I couldn't do it without everyone. So same, we, we couldn't, couldn't do, do it, it without yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah, it is a, a great team effort to, just to watch the whole process. It's and a huge absolutely. team effort. And you know, those that uh, are there, uh, that to watch it as part of the audience, they actually get a great idea of what it's like to be at a big talk show. Because you've got monitors yeah. up there, you've got they see the people working around and so forth. Right. And, I think that's something that's really unique about our show is uh, when you come in to watch us uh, film it and you're an audience member, it feels like you are a part of the production. Right. Like you get in on yeah. on all of the, oh, cut, we didn't that didn't work, we got to run it again, or oops, I slipped my line, we right. got to run it back. Because yeah, it's, it's, I've, 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 I've heard that happen. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly a theater show, you know, we're right. not, we're, I mean, obviously we want to entertain our live audience, of course, as a very big part of what we do. But um, it's much more so we're filming for television. And I think, honestly, the audience almost kind of enjoys it more sometimes in that sense because they get to see the behind. Mm -hmm. They it's almost feel It's a lot more like... laid back. You know, right. it's not True. as... It's, it's a lot more... It feels yeah. more personal, too, when, when you can just kind of, like, drop that fourth wall and be like, okay, all right, we got to run it back. Didn't quite right. work. We know we have more than one take. It's not a theater show, like Eddie yeah. said, which is... That's... That's helped us a lot because those first few shows we didn't exactly treat that way. Right. Thankfully, they worked out without uh, too much problem for us. Yeah, but over it's just been a development of finding our groove over time, show after show. I think we kind of find what we did good, what we did bad, what we can improve on, and that's kind of where we've been going from. Yeah, every single show, I can say confidently that we've learned something. New. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Whether it's something good or bad, <laughs> we've learned we something. We learned something new. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Eddie, you mentioned golf. What's your handicap? Uh, right now, I believe I'm a six. Ooh, nice. Either six or seven. I yeah, think. I, yeah, I got mine down to a six at one time. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Uh, elderly life took over and I've got <laughs> spare parts all over the place. <laughs> and after the first spare part uh, surgery and replacement, I thought, oh, I'm going to get out and golf again. And uh, I lost a lot of upper body strength, apparently, uh, because oh. no matter what club I chose out of my bag, the ball went 150 yards. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Consistency like, is what matters. Though. Hey, that's pretty, <laughs> that sounds like, pretty consistent. Yeah, you know, when you used to hit 300-yard drives and... <laughs> <laughs> and you could control a wedge uh yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, so then it's like okay bye-bye uh, <laughs> end of that and i'm more of a frisbee golf kind of guy right. hey there yeah. you go yeah. yeah yeah but you know six that's that's very respectable thank you sir yeah, thank you very respectable yeah any other hobbies um video games definitely definitely when i can i'm a gamer mr okay. holly are you a gamer i am not uh no video games no um, that's one thing that uh, somehow my addictive personality was able to avoid. <laughs> you should be thankful. Yeah. You should be thankful. Uh, because, because they are definitely addicted. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I spend way too okay, much time. Okay, well, hang on. There is one solitaire. Okay. Yeah, All right, on, that's it's fair. on the phone. See, everyone's got, everyone's got and their I game. Have to their have, pleasure. I have to have a win. Yeah. In bed at the end of the night, I have to solitaire has to give me one win before I can turn out the lights. That's you like you can't get a good night's sleep unless you right. want to get. I want to be tossing like, and turning well, all night. Just, about just like you, just like you say that uh, you know if you if you know there's a shoot at night, 
you're going to bed feeling great. That's right. Uh, okay, if, okay. If I can say, ah, I'm a winner right before <laughs> yeah. I turn out the lights, I, I feel, feel good. That. I feel yeah. that. You know, a game has never, never died for me. Like, it's, I've always enjoyed it. Tetris. Oh, wow. I play, I've play. i played yeah. Tetris probably my whole okay. life, and I don't think I'm ever going to get I'm, tired of I'm so old. This is where you say, how old are you? How old are how you? How old are you? The first video game I played was Pong. Really? Whoa! My dad had an Atari and Pong, so I played. <laughs> you did? I did, yeah. With the <gasps> with the joysticks. Yeah, yeah. I got to play. I got to play in a classic Atari. So Ooh. I've had that experience. Okay, it was one of my first video you. games that I've played, but I can't say it was the first one. The first. Well, right. I know that there's kind of like a trend right now. The the vintage games and whatnot are coming back. Yeah, like true. you'll see a lot of people buying like old Nintendo sixty fours yeah. or. That Atari with all the games on it. Yep, so yep. it is interesting to see that sort of work yeah, out. That it is. And it's fun stuff. But it's interesting to see how video has come about and all the technology right. that there is. And it's it's great to see you guys involved uh, in the show because, you know, yeah, you got a great host. You got a great co-host, a great band. We've got uh, a great producer, too. A great producer. That's that right. Potter guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, Potter He's amazing. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just fun to watch and uh, i i can't help but uh, think that yes this will be your springboard uh like your father said because uh you guys do such a great job of making that show run well with your help mr holly i know we can go anywhere all anyway. right sounds like a deal <laughs> thank you guys both so much thank for you so much, much dave, dave holly hour and we'll be back with more in just a moment sure they have darts and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is but all caps fun never stops at the sky lounge and tea and fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment as in live and local yeah the sky lounge believes in giving you the best bands solo artists and comedians from the area the neo johnson Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964. It's another Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversation on the Dave Holly Hour. Thanks, everybody. Certainly appreciate the fact that you tune in to hear more about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And so many of you that are regulars know what I like to say. It's always a pleasure to talk about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. It's always a pleasure to have new guests on. What they represent, not necessarily new, because we talk about MCAP shows many, many times. Mighty Corson Art Players, one of my faves to go to. But we have one of its directors, and I do mean one of its directors for their upcoming Christmas shows, plural, all in one, and one of its actors as well. So, Matt Wallach, how are you? Great, how are you? Wonderful. Great to have you along as well. And then Elise Kellogg. 
That would be the recently married Elise Kellogg, correct? Yes. All right. Well, great to have you here as well so we can uh, have fun talking about what is coming up for MCAP, Mighty Course and Art Players, that wonderful little theater with a big, big heart that uh, you find just north of Interstate uh, 90, right across from Brandon. It's it's funny how many people know all about Brandon, but you say, Corson, where's that? Uh, just go the other way on the interstate, off of the interstate ramp. So, uh, Matt, tell us uh, what we can expect, because MCAP has taken a bunch of little plays, put them into one night for a Christmas show. What's it been like putting that together? It has been an absolute blast uh, just getting to work with this amazing cast uh, and getting to be one of five amazing directors uh, who get to work on this collection of plays. Uh, uh, the title is uh, Twas the Night Before, and it's a collection of, like like you said, five short plays, mm-hmm. uh, each with its own director. Um, and uh, it has been an absolute pleasure, not just, uh, like I said, working with the cast, but also getting to work for the first time out at the course in theater yeah and uh, so tell us about uh, the play that you happen to be directing uh, the sure. title of it uh, who all is involved and what uh, this will bring to that whole entourage and collage of what we're going to have sure uh, mine is called uh, holiday movies uh, it's written by elizabeth swatis uh, and so it's uh, it is a musical uh, for which there was no music neither was there a recording or a video or many descriptions. Uh, so um, neither was the text particularly even in its rhythm or you know <laughs> easy to work with necessarily. Um, but that's all right. It was a blast. Um, but uh, so mine is uh, yeah. It's uh, it's two elves hosting their TV show, and uh, they introduce you to some to some holiday movies. Okay. Uh, no other characters, just the two oh, elves? Goodness. Oh, goodness. No, there's the two elves and a, a major ensemble. Oh, because just... they're the ones that are Correct. in the movies then. Yes. Okay. And there's uh, just uh, wonderful, wonderful actors. Uh, I think there's a total of nine in the in the ensemble. They're just incredible. I'm so thankful to be able to work with them all. Again, yeah. again most most of them I've worked with um, at least once before. Uh, Elise is one of the... Uh, one of the noobs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Elise, uh, what uh, made you decide to be a part of this then? I just wanted to get back. I haven't acted in over a year. The mm-hmm. last show I did was when Corson did uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. And I haven't done anything since then. And I thought this sounded fun. And there were a lot of different opportunities to act in various shows right well i know that uh when uh, brian and i had uh, first talked uh that he mentioned what this was going to be for the year um that was one of the, the selling points of it was the fact that there's so many opportunities for it uh some people are doing double duties in it uh, being in different casts and so forth uh but it really was a, a wonderful opportunity for those that hadn't acted in a while uh, and uh, from also what I understand, I know you've been rehearsing hard, but uh, it's also been not quite the heavy rehearsal schedule that you would normally have to work in at holiday season too, correct? Right, yeah. yeah. And uh, did that make it easier for you as well? Yeah, I would say I've never been a part of a production where I was able to have certain days off throughout the week it's right. always been like every single day you're at the theater uh-huh. but with this i think consistently i have not had mondays tuesdays or saturdays i have not had to live at the theater which has been <laughs> nice what have you enjoyed about being in this particular production 
my favorite part so i'm in three of the five shows okay. and my favorite is being able to see how the different directors take on right. each piece and being able to work with different different directors at the same time who all have different styles for how they approach everything all right so since he's sitting right next to you what's matt's style Matt's pretty laid back. <laughs> he's definitely, you can tell, he's more of a music director than a tell you where to stand. Okay. Exactly. Director. <laughs> he's nodding his head. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, then what else are you in? Uh, I'm also in Away in the Major. I'm playing the Virgin Mary. Okay. Giving birth to Jesus. And who's directing that? That one is directed by Logan Levitt. All right. Yeah. And then... The Who just o- became a father. He did just yeah. become a father, like... <laughs> a couple of days, days back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, in, in his style, then? He... I don't know how to describe his style. He definitely thinks more about the nuts and bolts and exactly where he wants everyone and why he wants them there, which I guess every director does. Mm-hmm. He's kind of more exploring. I don't think he's directing, directed anything before, so I think he's taking the time okay. to explore his own right style yeah at the moment and and i'm, I'm guessing that the you know along the same lines of those that uh wanted to act in this because uh maybe not as much time commitment uh more opportunities and so forth that uh, it was also you know a time for some people to say you know i've thought about directing and you know that uh i in fact i i'm pretty sure marisa moser uh it was doing that uh wonderful stage talent so i can't wait to see this to see you know what kind of direction she gives as well so what is the third one that you're in uh i'm also in before the before and before that Hat. which is directed by mike richards yeah mike's also a fun one to watch and uh, so that'll be uh, cool now um is he as strict as he is in the way he acts I would say no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's one that he likes to let the actors explore the stage in what feels good for them. Mm-hmm. And then he'll pull you back and say that isn't working from a visual point of view and give you a few different ideas for how you could do it instead. Right. Yeah, because, you know, he, he plays so many parts where he's just upright and, and, and forward and so forth. So I I would uh, welcome the chance to, to see his directing as well. Uh, so, Matt, what uh, was she accurate, saying oh, yeah. you're laid back? Well, you know, I hope so. Right, you know? yeah. And yeah. then also the fact that, uh, you know, because you do have uh, quite the musical background, uh, and that holds true that, uh, you know, you're, you're more into that than uh, the blocking and so forth. Well, you know, I lean, lean into your strengths, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, just, uh, you know, I want the actors to be able to explore. You know, I know where I want them. Um, but I want them to have kind of some freedom up there. Right. You know. Well, especially, there's a small stage, of yes. course, too. So, you know, you, you can't uh, do copious amounts of blocking obviously you know (laughs) you gotta be here there and then how is that gonna work backstage for all of this (laughs) because i've been backstage Um. (laughs) at course and and i know Uh. what is and isn't available there and because there's how many people total involved in this oh i think it's 23 23. actors wow yeah 
So that's going to be uh, fun to watch the interchanges and so forth. Uh, what's the lineup? Do you do you have that in terms of who goes first and where you are in that lineup out of mm-hmm. the five? Okay. Yep. Uh, m- mine is the last. And, okay. Uh, yeah, Mike Mike Richards is a couple before mine, but yeah, it starts with uh, Ryan House. Uh, not a creature was stirring, and that's a. Uh, pretty funny uh, actually very funny yeah uh, i've got a friend that uh, is involved in that one oh, so very good yeah uh same with and then uh, logan's uh doing away in a manger so that's directed by as you mentioned logan levitz that's number two uh then mike does his uh before the before and before that right and then it's uh, marisa's uh, christmas song and then it uh, wraps up with holiday movies okay how much have you been able to watch the others uh obviously you know for you elise you you're in three of them uh, but still, uh, in general, uh, during rehearsals and so forth, how much have you been able to catch uh, the others that you're not involved in? For me, it's pretty much just been the shows I've been involved in. Because okay. the ones I'm not involved in, they aren't rehearsing on the same well, Same time. Okay, yeah. So I'm not seeing. So I'm very excited when we get to dress rehearsals to be able to see so you'll be able to catch what they're doing yeah. with those ones. Same for you then, Matt, in that regard? Yeah, I've been able to see Mike's production. Okay. Uh, so because he, we share rehearsal day. And so it, mm-hmm. and because we share a lot of the same cast. And so that's been great to watch him kind of add elements and to watch right. them grow. When you were approached about it, uh, what was your thought? I thought it sounded like a blast. Okay. Uh, it sounded like, you know, it would be a great time. I, I didn't know I'd have to write the music, but, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> hey, that's fine. That's all right. I thought they'd give me a score. And yeah. I'd just be like, all right, here we go. Uh, so what did you write the music as then? What what uh, can we expect when we see this? Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, it's a kind of a nod to Golden Age golden age mtv i guess right. um you mean when they had videos when they had yeah okay. sure when they had videos and you know what is a bit more music centric i think and uh so yeah the songs kind of some of the i try to they're not parodies necessarily but they're you know i'm, I'm trying to make them sound like this that or the well, other thing yeah, so we'll, the second we'll get the gist yeah, yeah yeah the second one for example is a every hair metal band ever every, every <laughs> hair metal song ever um and uh, you know one is a boy band song and so yeah it's just uh yeah so i did it yeah all right how long did it take you to do that though i don't know um a, a month of writing i don't know how many hours i put into yeah it. And you did the composing as well. Yeah, right. Wrote all, wrote it all, and recorded it all, and yeah, here we are. All right, and the cast was having a good time with it. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least, what is it like to play a, a part like that, where it's, wow, we're going into this, and uh, this guy had no text. He really didn't have much to work with, and he threw it all together. What what are the challenges and what's uh, and uh, have those challenges become part of the fun for it as well? Honestly, I don't think I was ever worried about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had never met Matt before, but they handed us the music the first day of rehearsals, and I was like, okay, this this looks like music. It'll all be okay. <laughs> <laughs> That one's called. Cool. We have a quote from Elise Kellogg. This one looks like music. It'll be okay. That one will go down for a while. When you went to the auditions, did you have certain parts you were looking to be in, or how did you approach this? You know, I think 
what was the total? There were 40 available parts mm-hmm. was the total. I did not go in, and that's kind of how I go into all auditions. I don't go in expecting or wanting to get a specific part. I like to open myself to any parts, which I think makes auditions more fun for me because I'm not focused on nailing that one specific part that Uh I really want. You just get to have fun with it. So how did you audition then? Did they just give you some of the scripts and and read from there? Or did you have a monologue prepared that you went in with? No, course and auditions are very laid back. Mm -hmm. So for anyone wanting to get into theater, it's a great space to do it. But they just have the sides lined up and they'll pass it around the theater in order, call people up to just read in a random order. And then after the directors have seen everyone, then they'll start calling up specific people that they want to see again or mm-hmm. reading a different thing. So as you were going through that uh, and and getting the callbacks to go up and read again, uh, were you saying, oh, yeah, this will be a fun spot? Yeah, there were some parts like in Ryan's show. I really like doing minnesota mom accent okay <laughs> yeah sure you betcha oh yeah so <laughs> when, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> when i was reading through his show i really wanted to be the mom which was one of the shows i didn't end up getting into which is totally fine I, i've got enough going on <laughs> <laughs> three of them uh, yes. yeah and uh which one has the most for you to worry about Mike's show before the before mm-hmm. before that. Well, that's got a lot just to remember the title of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mouthful. <laughs> How do you think the holiday spirit's going to come off in this, Matt? Oh, goodness. Um, I, I think it's loaded with holiday spirit. I think it's got everything that makes a great holiday theater experience it's got humor it's got it's got drama it's got the chris it's got the christmas message in strange and unusual ways right it's got a, it's got fun nods to pop culture it's uh you know it's uh, i think a, a great it's a great wild fun christmas ride that we look forward to no doubt about it uh so elise you said it's been a while uh since you had acted um and uh, give us your your acting background when did you get excited about theater and what what spurned that i started when i was 10. okay i grew up out in brandon so every other year their high school musicals Mm -hmm. they let the middle schoolers and the elementary schoolers audition so it's like in all grades every other year so that year was peter pan and i was cast not as one of the main lost boys but just one of the lost children um and that was a lot of fun it started from there then i started actually doing the camps at mcap as a kid and growing from there continuing to do plays and musicals throughout high school and into college and then beyond that community theater i worked one summer out at the black hills playhouse and that was a lot of fun too mm-hmm. but pretty much just wherever i can get in a little a little dab of it what excites you about being on stage that's a good question i get in one per interview <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think The rehearsal processes are really fun to me because I love getting to know new people. But I love when I get on stage and I'm in a 
comedic role Mm -hmm. and just landing the jokes or the bits and the audience reaction and especially out at course and i love because you can literally see everyone (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's not just the uh the applause and so forth that you hear you can see yes (laughs) i can see everyone who is or is not what is what is a role uh that would be a dream role for you to play I think I would really want to be Betty Jean from the Marvelous Wonderettes. Oh, wow. That's one of my favorite musicals. Oh, that's one that's not brought up often. No. Well, I hope that that gets to uh, happen sometime for you then as well. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, give us your background in all this. I know it's a lot of music and so forth, and you've been a place or two. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm originally from Massachusetts, and uh, yeah, went uh, to college in New Jersey, and then started teaching in Western New York, and then grad school in Illinois, and then moved to Ohio, and now here I am in South Dakota. All right, and uh, what about the the, the theater? What was the calling and the music? Uh, The first time I was on stage, I was in fifth grade, and I was Johnny Casino and Teen Angel in Greece. (laughs) Uh, and so that was that was it uh, the first time and then see the first time I started directing I was uh, my, my first teaching position I was in uh, in uh, western New York in Rochester and mm-hmm. taught at a great school out there and started uh, doing musicals out there and the rest is history yeah and uh, so what's what's the thrill of the the stage whether you're on it or uh, out there uh, directing musically or or the blocking and so forth. I don't know. I like I like it all. Um, I like to be on stage, um, but I think I spend a lot more time in the pit, uh, mm-hmm. a lot more time uh, off stage, um, and I, I really do. I do really enjoy that a lot. Uh, so I don't know. I think I'm I'm happy. Maybe I'm happier off stage. All right. So dream role. Oh. Goodness. And a follow up with you then. Dream play or musical to direct. Yeah, I think. Um, you know, I'd love to do Javert uh, in Les Mis, um, and to direct I, Beetlejuice. I think Child of the '80s that I am, I would have to say <laughs> that's that's up on the list. Excellent. Yeah. All right. So uh, a couple of questions that I like to have as a, a standard uh, toward the end. Uh, when you are not involved in the theater, being uh, in arts and entertainment. Uh, Elise, what do you like to be entertained by, or what do you like to take in? I really enjoy reading, so Mm -hmm. I read a lot. And then my husband and I, we play board games together with our friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And again, congratulations. Uh, And uh, so, how long have you been married now? Five months. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, still in that honeymoon phase of the newlyweds uh and uh what did your husband think of this when you said i'm gonna get back on stage oh he was fully supportive yeah he is also a theater person okay yeah so, so he wants to uh, make sure that you get that uh time as well right yeah, because you know one of the things i've, I've had on a couple of uh, people before that uh, are married and talked about that and uh, they have it that if one person's in a show the other person's watching the kids <laughs> and then they, they flip-flop uh, quite often. Uh, and uh, we're still going to have a, uh, a theater and entertainment and arts widows and widowers 
uh, podcast sometime that we're going to have <laughs> some of the people that you know aren't involved in arts and entertainment, but their spouse or significant other is, and and get their perspective on you know like my love, uh, and uh, you know. <laughs> She says, you know, because she was supportive of this from the, the, the get-go. She thought it would go three episodes. This would be number 158. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, so uh, let's let's talk in terms of uh, besides what you're doing, because you've got uh, other duties. I know you've been uh, with uh, TPP, uh, Premier Playhouse. Uh, you're also uh, doing the directing of the music. Uh, you're music director for uh christmas carol correct yes yeah so you've got a little bit going on this month yes uh but uh when this month is over and you get a chance to go see something else or or be somewhere to take in the arts what do you like well uh we're we were we're hoping to plan a trip down to we were hope we were hoping uh to get tickets to go down to a big comedy show down in austin texas oh wow. did not get them uh Ooh. so uh so now we're trying to find uh trying to find something else to go do uh, in that vein but we like to my wife Cassandra, and i love to travel um in fact, we were just out in Des Moines for no good reason other than to just go just out to, to, Des Moines. Moines, to Des Moines yeah. and uh, just <laughs> have some cool experiences. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we just uh, love to go over uh, to travel whenever we can and uh, spend time with family and uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so let's give you one opportunity now to uh, plug the shows that are one show all together. <laughs> uh, when do we uh, start and uh, what are the dates and times? Uh, they start December 9th through the 11th. The 9th and 10th both have shows at 7.30. And then the 10th has a second show, well, first show, in the morning okay. at 2.30. And there's a show at 2.30 on the 11th as well. Yeah, we're, we're going to be going on the 11th at 2.30. Yeah, and it's going to be tight because, uh, well, I know this guy that wears a red velvet suit that's going to be working for a few hours prior to that. Mm. But... He, he's going to show up, uh, you know, at, in his seats because he loves MCAP. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to add then, Matt, about uh, the shows, you know, and, uh, you know, tickets and so forth, oh. how we can get that? Yeah, tickets are available uh, online. You can go to MightyCorson.com backslash box office. And that's uh, Mighty Corson, uh, C-O-R-S-O-N. And then uh, the tickets are $20 each. Uh, and, uh, you can call the box office as well at 605-582-2771. Excellent. And do like we did. You know, next year, just become a member and get season tickets for it because it's a fun time up there. Matt Wallach and Elise Kellogg, thank you so much. Looking forward to uh, seeing you on stage and uh, seeing what becomes of what you've put up there on stage, Matt. So thank you so very much. And thanks for taking time to be on the Dave Holly Hour. And we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a moment. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. 
They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to those great guests, Siege Anderson and Eddie Unruh, and to Matt Wallach and Elise Kellogg. Most of all, thank you for your interest in Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. Now, if you haven't done so so far, follow us on Facebook and or Instagram. Either one automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. For all 158 episodes now, go online at DaveHollyHour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. And as I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffitt Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 